It's wonderful to get a lot done in your life, but over-functioning is a trauma reaction where a person does too much, too much work, too much managing, too much trying to compensate for other people being unsafe or unloving and unreliable. Over-functioning is a survival mechanism that can be destructive to your health, your relationships, and people end up resenting over-functioners, especially under-functioners. They do not like it, although they may depend on it. Not having a hundred things to do can make an over-functioner feel anxious. So no matter how much you swear you're going to slow down, you often won't. But is it really so bad to work harder than most other people? My letter today is from a woman I'll call Carrie, and she writes, Hey Fairy, I wanted to get your thoughts on compulsion habits as it relates to being busy. I've done quite a bit of work on myself thanks to my crappy childhood, but one area where I feel like I still have a lot of room to grow is relating to how I deal with my schedule and my time. I've set up my life in such a way that I have a great amount of satisfaction and meaning in my work. I'm going to circle this. I'll come back through after reading all the way through. It's kind of a short one. But I have up to five different jobs or projects at any given time. <laughs> I get it. Uh, a cycle I can't seem to get myself out of, despite how much consciousness and intention I bring to this. I'm at the point where I really think I have some kind of a deep block. I'm tired of this constant cycle of too many deadlines and intense time-pressured work. Even if I could even get rid of one project, my life would feel lighter, but deciding between projects feels like Sophie's choice. My schedule starts early in the morning and goes through dinner, then a break, followed frequently by a little more work. I actually don't consider myself a workaholic, ironically. I just think I'm somewhat addicted to hedging my bets and not saying no to what could be great opportunities. I know this isn't sustainable, but I don't know how to get out of it. And I wonder how much of this relates to my crappy childhood. I seem to be very good at hedging my bets. <laughs> Thank you so much for any insight you can provide, Carrie. Oh, Carrie, I relate to you so much. I get it about hedging bets. I get it about having multiple projects going on. Now, I may be projecting, but one reason I love having multiple projects is first of all, I need variety. And a second reason is, because I need to feel like something new is happening. I know that a lot of projects I work on, especially, I don't know, I work for myself, it sounds like you do too. And some of the projects that I pursue end up fizzling. Some of them end up being wildly successful. Some of them are just a big hard slog and have to be abandoned at some point. Some of them are a big hard slog and they go well eventually. And figuring that out takes time. I thrive on the energy that I get from like the excitement of it all. Is this going to fly? If I hustle a little bit, could I make this go? Should I make this? Like I'm dreaming about a couple new courses to make in the fall. And every day I have to put them on my to-do list as a thing I can't do right now because I'm writing a book right now. And, but I, I just want to, I want to do it. But of course I can't do everything at the same time. So I understand that pushing yourself. So I also understand you saying that you think you have a deep block. And so the question for you is against what? What is it that you're avoiding? What is it that you're avoiding? And I think you're going to need some quiet time to reflect on this question. So let me just talk about some stuff you said. You're tired of the constant cycle of too many deadlines and intense time pressured work. So that stress, that is often a sign that we're avoiding something. Sometimes I have feared 
having big empty spaces in my life of space, you know, no partner, lots of time, because I finally named it. I called it the pack of wolves would come and get me. It felt like something was chasing me. And so I used my daily practice technique. A lot of people here do that. If you haven't learned it yet, it's always down in the description section. And it's a set of techniques for calming dysregulation. And also it allows how you really feel to gradually surface in a gentle way that you can handle and see. And it also, there's a whole bunch of like fake ideals and fears and resentments and stuff cluttering up how you really feel about things. And it's a way that that gets processed out of the way. So the truth of how you feel is there just glowing, you know, from time to time, because you keep doing this work of rinsing it off, rinsing off the, the crud of your mind. So it sounds like you have a lot of competing interpretations of this. It's actually great. It's good. It's bad. You don't like the pressure. And if you could get rid of one project, life would feel lighter. So it sounds like unconsciously you make a choice to keep it at this pitch. It's a certain pitch. Like, I know, I know you sound like me. You could turn it up a notch and make it even harder on yourself. But something in you goes, no, that's too much. You could turn it down, but that's too little. There's something about the current energy of the whole thing that's working for you for whatever your goal is. So I, I first will introduce the possibility that there's nothing wrong, that this is just what you do. This is, this is how you're wired. This is who you are. And there's nothing wrong. That's a possibility. Um, your schedule starts early in the morning, goes through dinner, then a break, then a little more work. And you don't consider yourself a workaholic, you know, whatever that is, who, who knows. Um, but you think you're somewhat addicted to hedging your bets. So, so that's what you've identified so far is that you want to make sure something in the pipeline is going to come through and yield money, I presume, money, security, that you always have to keep going. I was talking in a recent video about how early in adulthood, I used to buy too much food and my cupboards just had too much in there. I'd been hungry as a kid. So, you know, having enough money and security and options, options, they're like doors, you know, when you live in a cage, like an option is a door. Having money means you can leave the cage. I grew up poor. I was poor as a young adult. And I got to say, it's awesome to have enough money that you're never stuck, that you could always do something else if you needed to. And it's a wonderful freedom. And I, I want that for everybody with CPTSD is to get to that point where you have enough that you are free and you never have to stay in a bad situation or a bad job or an abusive relationship for money. <laughs> so you like to get the new opportunities and you say, I know it isn't sustainable, isn't it? I don't know. I didn't really hear why it's not sustainable. Could, could you do it? Uh, is your, do you have a partner? Are they unhappy with it? Is it going to ruin your relationship? I don't know. Is it ruining your health? You didn't say any of that, but you don't know how to get out of it. And so you wonder how much it goes back to your crappy childhood. Yeah, it's, it, it, it sounds like it could. You're very good at hedging your bets. Uh-huh. So it sounds like you need a sense of security. It sounds like you need a sense of security to feel like you have choices about how much you work. And a lot of what's missing from your security, like you might have perfect security, but the anxiety about it is still like pushing you, pushing you, pushing you. So I'm going to really just invite you, try this daily practice and see, just see what happens there. You'll be writing whatever's troubling your mind and the anxiety category and the anger category, whatever's troubling your mind, the little things, the big things, and you ask for them to be removed. And then you rest in meditation and let your mind recompose itself. And for people watching, 
what I've just described to you is the barest of outlines. Take the free course. There's a, there's a hour of instruction and then 25 FAQ videos. There are thousands of people using this technique. And if you learn them, you will be invited to come to free Zoom calls live with me. I do them every two weeks and they're wonderful. We get together, we use the techniques together, and then I take questions. I'm very, very invested in anyone who wants to try this to learn how to do it properly and get free the way I did. It's very freeing to be able to release these thoughts in such a practical way that costs nothing. All you need is paper and a pen, right? And then things just get a little truer. That's what happens. People go, will this happen? Will that happen? I don't know. Things will get a little truer. You know, something that's bad might fall apart. Something that's good might get stronger. Something that burdens you might just disappear. Something that burdens you might come into focus as an action you need to take. There's no exact outcome that's predicted by this. It's just that things get truer and they settle down. There's not so much nervous system dysregulation, you know, running the show for you. So I hope you try it. Um, I, I hope you'll get back to me someday and just tell me how it goes um, and what you find about it. Personally, I'm somebody, I, I kind of match what you're saying. I, I work a lot. I complain about it sometimes, but I love my mission. I love my mission. And I think I have the same hedging bets thing under, underneath that. But nowadays, I love my mission so much. And I just have a sense of finite time to, you know, share, to develop this whole program of healing on childhood PTSD. And I want to get it out to the world to as many people as possible in whatever time I have left on earth. And I'm able-bodied and cognitively aware enough to do it. I love what I'm doing. And my life is sort of falling into place around it. So that's a possibility for you, Carrie. I hope you get the truth from this. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my content, think about joining my membership program. You can find out more information about that and all my courses and coaching programs at crappychildhoodfairy.com. Remember, healing is possible. People with childhood PTSD can have a wonderful life. Sometimes we just need a few workarounds. I'll see you next time.